This is Kyle McCord, and you're listening to Austin, Felix, and Matt on the W Debate. Welcome to the W Debate. All right, boys, are we ready to debate? Austin, you tweeted something, girl. You tweeted your running back right now. Explain yourself. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand. You jumped up and... That's Austin Nate. Who is going to be that guy? And for me, Bijan Robinson is still going to be that guy. Back to the ground with Robinson, who spins and then tries to bounce it. A stiff arm, another one as he rides it, keeps his balance. They're going to say he stepped out, but I'm... I'm Felix Sharp. I know you didn't think that we would get through this episode without mentioning the name one Zach F. Wilson. Screener draw. Oh, Wilson is going to uncorch for the end zone. And he drops it in beautifully. And it is his roommate, Dax Milne, on the touchdown. That's Matt Brody. G. Scott Jr. Obviously, I whacked poetic about him on the last episode, so I won't do that again here. And this time it's Fields on the carry. Watch out! Justin Fields! Hello, Columbus! 51 yards! Bruno, are you ready to go head-to-head with me? I am. Gotta get my popcorn out here. Hold on. Gotta continue. I forgot. Kyle McCord is going to end up winning the job. He's going to be rated higher. Um, well, I'm not nearly as passionate about what I'm about to talk about. Uh, our apologies for Kirk Street and Atlanta's time. We'll get him rescheduled soon. And for Matt Bruning and Austin A. I'm Felix Sharp. Good night and good luck. It's 9.30 Eastern time, the only time zone to survive Odell Beckham Jr. That means it's time for the debate debate, brought to you by CampusDecan.com. That's Matt Bruning, that's Austin Ace, and I'm Felix Sharp. On a washed version of tonight's show is Judge Devereaux returns, Jackson Dart starts, and is there a new QB to watch in Texas? But we start with early Senior Bowl invitations being announced um, today and earlier this week. Uh, There are a lot of guys here on this list. Just to highlight, just today, Rashad White, Jalen Tolbert, Romeo Dubs, Cole Turner. uh, Add those names to Reggie Roberson, Danny Gray, Devontae Price, Grant Calcaterra, the the SMU tight end, Jake Ferguson, Calvin Austin. And the only quarterback that I've seen to accept an invite so far is Western Kentucky's Bailey Zappi. Guys are... Are any of these guys going to be fantasy relevant next year or at some point in their future? I think the fact that they got the invite to the Senior Bowl suggests that a, a good amount of them will get day one, day two draft capital. I mean, we saw it last year, and I think it was probably uh, exacerbated uh, by COVID and a lot of these guys not being able to do their their uh, preseason visits and everything. This was their only chance they got to meet with a lot of these teams, but I mean, even just looking at this list, I mean, Calvin Austin, uh, Jalen Tolbert, Cole Turner, uh, Red, uh, Rashad White, and maybe even Zappy. I mean, those are all guys that I expect to go in the first three rounds. Um, so I, I think any of those guys, you know, are worth something 
at this point, even before we hear how they perform at this game. And Damian Pierce is a guy that I think I'm excited to watch as well. Outside of a Florida offense that gives him like six carries a game, uh, he kind of had like we were valuing CJ Verdell as like a second round rookie pick earlier this year. And I think Pierce is every bit the player that he is. He's a good receiver. Nine carries for 69 yards against Georgia. That's the most that Georgia has given up to any individual this season. So yeah, I mean, he I, I, low center of gravity. I mean, he's kind of got that perfect running back build. I, that's the guy that I'm watching the most on this list. Just because some of these guys, I think I either already know what they are or I already know what they aren't. And Damian Pierce is kind of like the mystery box. He could be. Anything. I think it's, I think it's interesting that Rashad white is here because he was not on Mel Kuyper's list of running backs who are allegedly going to get draft capital. And I think, I mean, I, I think we all agree that he's one of the best running backs in this class. And when you consider the all purpose skill set, he might be the best back in this class. I mean, he reminds me of Rashad or um, Ramondre Stevenson last year. And once upon a time, uh, Kareem Hunt was a bigger running back with an all-purpose skill set. Kareem Hunt was, a, as a matter of fact, the MVP of the Senior Bowl when he was there. So um, I'm really glad to see Rashad White there. And let's re- let's not forget, some of these guys might go and practice and then not not play in the actual game um, if they think that they've established you know established themselves enough. So it's going to be the practices that really matter. Matt, are there any? players that you would like to see who haven't been named yet that you want to see in the play in this game? Uh, I mean, I don't know that I was thinking about the quarterbacks. I mean, I mentioned Hendon hooker, I think last week or maybe the week after with how he's been playing. I'd like to see him go there. Uh, you know, we were just talking a little bit pre-show. Does Jake Hayner come out? You know, Rashad White was the guy we were talking about, I think a couple episodes ago, because Felix, you've been high on him for a while that, we weren't sure if he was going to come out because he still has some eligibility with it with COVID and everything. So I think that's kind of cool that he is uh, uh, just being a little homerish here. Uh, Jeremy Ruckert. Uh, we see a lot of tight ends on this list. I, I think Jeremy Ruckert going there will have a better chance to show off some of his skill sets than anything he's really been able to do at Ohio State because they just don't feature the tight end. Um, I think some of the guys they've got there, I mean, Jake Ferguson, I think is a decent tight end. It's really good to see uh, Grant Calcantara get onto that list. Cole Turner, who, you know, we all like, but what, how and how, what are NFL teams going to value him? And I think is very interesting as well. He just got accepted. Uh, you know, uh, those guys are probably ones that I'm looking forward to the most. And then as Austin mentioned, I mean, Calvin Austin, I've, I've already been talking about him. I talked about him hopefully getting an invite way before that even happened. Uh, Bo Melton, though, the the wide receiver out of Rutgers, he's a guy that I'm, I'm a little intrigued to yeah. watch as well because uh, he's got a yeah. very intriguing skill set. And I think – I don't know that he'll ever be like a high-end fantasy player, but I think he could be somebody you may start in deeper leagues at some point just as a fill-in guy. So but I, I think it's a really good list they've got so far. But if I had to pick one guy, yeah, Rutgers. I, just because I'd like to see him show out a little bit that week. What was the name of the Rutgers wide receiver who came out and he was drafted in the third round? Everyone was really high on him, and he uh, Leonte Carew, yeah, Leontay Carew, yeah. was drafted by the Dolphins. Yeah, um, you know, I I think out of all of the the players who have been named thus far, um, I think I think it's Jalen Tolbert who has the highest ceiling, and perhaps. Um, based on draft uh, draft capital and landing spot, Rashad White. After that, is, is you guys disagree with me? Um, I, I just really like I like Jalen Tolbert. I think that he's on that Deontay Johnson, Calvin Ridley spectrum of these guys who are very twitchy 
route, route runners. And I just, I, one, I think that, that that's what the NFL is looking for right now. And two, I think that that game lasts a very long time in the NFL when you don't necessarily rely on s- speed and acceleration and whatnot. So I my favorites would be Tolbert and Rashad White. Any others of those names? The tight end, I'm not a fan of the tight end class here. Um, I, Bailey Zappi is getting some late praise, but I don't know that he is. I mean, Jake Hayner is my third, fourth round guy to look for. It's not, it's not Bailey Zappi, not with, um, with, I don't know that he shows a lot with the offense that they run there in Bowling Green. For the record, Western Kentucky is not in Western Kentucky. It's like South Central Kentucky. Um, so that's exactly what that school should be called. All right. Thank you. Um, Thank you for clearing that up for us. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Paducah is Western Kentucky. Bowling Green. The more is, you know. Again, so. Bowling Green is in Kentucky. It sure is. I literally had no idea where that school was. I just assumed it was in the middle of the country somewhere. No, bowling. That Bowling Green is in Ohio. Right. What? Bowling Green University. What is going on here? But Western Kentucky is in Bowling Green. I'm really tired, but like that is confusing me when he's like Bowling Green's in Kentucky. He's like, I'm almost a hundred percent positive Bowling Green is in Ohio. Bowling what, Green. What is, what is the name of the town that Bowling Green is is in? Is it Western Kentucky? <laughs> is that the name of the town? That, <laughs> it's in Ohio. It's uh, all right. Um, Jalen Warren, uh, Austin, your guy. Um, he. Uh, that's another one that I'd like to see uh, at the Senior Bowl. So I think there's some uh, confusion as to. I, I don't even care about Jalen Warren. <laughs> I just liked him when I knew he was going to get him. that job. Like other than that, I. Well, was you see what Dominic Richardson did against TCU. Yeah, is uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it was in largely garbage time in the second half, but still, uh, that's one of my favorite players in college football. Let's move on here to now. This guy is one of your guys. You were talking about him in the offseason, this freshman quarterback who was a very late riser in the rankings. Jackson Dart is going to make his first start against UCLA. Austin, for people who don't know, just describe Jackson Dart as a player. Jackson Dart is is a really fun player. I think I talked about it on this show uh, a few months ago when we were talking about kind of startup drafts and Dart was the last guy that I thought was like a real had a realistic projection to the NFL. After after he goes and drafts, I, I'm kind of out and, and fading a lot of those guys until significantly later. Um, he he's he has all the tools. I mean, he doesn't have like the strongest arm or you know the most mobility but he is plenty mobile for today's nfl he's got a little bit of a gunslinger mentality but i think he's a little more uh you know composed and contained than maybe you know just uh, you know just saying f it and chucking it up there um uh, he's it's, it's more of a confidence with him than kind of a, than kind of that screw it mentality uh six three two ten i mean i i just think there that there is really nothing that he he can't do. He's not quite the physical guy that maybe a, a Caleb Williams would be, but I don't mm-hmm. think he necessarily needs to be. Uh, I think that he can certainly be the quarterback at USC for the next couple of years. And that's a big deal. I mean, USC quarterbacks, yeah. I think we talked about that on one show at some point too. Like the last USC quarterback to not get drafted was like 25, 30 years ago. I mean, John David Booty didn't start a game at there and backed up Sanchez, Sanchez or same, same or, for or, Matt Castle. And and those guys got drafted, got like decent draft capital. So I, th- you know, you're you're guaranteed to go somewhere if you're the quarterback there. And I think Dart's just the next guy there. I do want like, are, are we? Do you want me to talk about his ascension into this position? Or I was gonna go into that. So starting in uh, in October of 2020, he was 
as low as 300 uh, at, uh, or excuse me, overall. And he ascended very, very late uh, in the in the recruiting cycle. And that's because he transferred high schools between his junior and senior year and had a giant se- senior season, ended up being the Gatorade National Player of the Year. And then at his high school, went to an offense that allowed him to do more and show more. And um, that led to his rise in the rankings. But this, I mean, this is why you love college football is, is because there are these stories. I'm going to talk about some more, or at least one other player here who's kind of come out of relative obscurity to be a very interesting player. But um, yeah, Austin, anything you wanted to add there about his, uh, about his late rise? So I just want like, it's even more drastic than that. If you just look at his 24 seven ranking, not the composite as of 8 31, 2020, which was basically the weekend that his high school played that big showcase on ESPN last year, he was 1,620th in the 24 seven rankings overall. Um, and his grade overall was 83, which is like super, super, super low. And it's really funny. I pulled up the press release from that game just to see what I had to say about him. It says he went to Corner Canyon High School in Utah. I transferred there for a senior year. It said Corner Canyon's on a 27-game win streak, uh, took the state title in 2018, moved up a division. Uh, They feature Oregon commit. Uh, Jackson Light, the number 186th ranked player in the nation, while fellow seniors Austin Bell and quarterback Jackson Dart, his only offers BYU, Penn, and Yale, head up the skill players. He went yeah. from BYU, Penn, and Yale to offers from USC, UCLA, um, uh, Iowa State, I think, gave him one. I mean, he got a lot of offers out of that, but it's just, it's so, uh, he was an afterthought. I mean, they're, list- they're listening after these two dudes who I've never freaking heard of. And it, th- this is the time of year where I get to watch more tape than any, for some reason I end up st- because things kind of slow down a little bit and uh, there's not a lot on TV. And so I'm watching games over going back and taking a look at players that I haven't gotten a substantive look on. Jackson Dart is one of those guys. And I said this in our chat, I said, there are often times where we talk about a freshman unseating an incumbent and it's always hypothetical. I mean, usually that guy is not ready that's not true at USC. Jackson Dart was absolutely better than Keaton Slovis. I think I watched him play. Um, I don't know if it was Oregon. Was it Oregon? Was it Washington? One, it, may, it may have been Washington. And you just see a player who is very aggressive and decisive in throwing the ball downfield and uh, and has some mobility to, to him. Uh, he just looks like a player who's building a, a, you know, a very good foundation for the future. Speaking of which, I was taking a look at where we have him ranked in our rankings at campusdecan.com. We have him 15 overall. Now, he's jumped in my rankings, but I'm the lowest on him currently at 32. Austin, I think you have him at uh, 9, Colin at 8, Bruning. I think you also have him at 9, and Alfred at 18. He is probably going to move up after I get to watch more of him, um, but just just a really, really exciting player. Um, so Jackson Dart, if you have the opportunity, definitely a recommend and you like watching film, um, go take a look at him. And all Matt, right, you ha- Matt, you have him. I'm looking at your rankings here real quick. You have him the spot above DJU. That, I mean, so yeah. that, that, I think that's big. I mean, I dropped DJU a lot. I, I don't know that he ever gets back. I'm going to be honest, and this is going to shock some people because I haven't made the adjustment on our site yet. 
you can look. I won't say who it is, but you can look at who my number one quarterback is. They're not my number one quarterback anymore. I went back and rewatched that game. I have some questions, some serious questions. I, I think we may have overrated that player a little. I think we got a little too excited, a little too quickly. Caleb wait, Williams, wait, he's out. right now my QB one. He's not going to be QB one for me anymore. Wait, who? You're you? Okay, so you have questions about Caleb Williams. I'm a little I went back and watched not just the the god dang it who did they um the Baylor game but the game before as well before they went on by and I can't remember who it is now I don't know I think we got a little excited with how good he looked those first couple games Mm -hmm. him Lincoln Riley system I think some of the questions we had about him maybe before he came into college I think are more accurate than maybe we thought we pulled back so quick because he went out there and looked so damn good in those two games. And he made some really great throws. Like I said, that Marvin Mims one still stands out to me of that throw to the sideline. It was a beautiful throw. It was an NFL throw. But I think we, we got a, we got a little over our skis with him. I, I think he may take even a little bit more of a step. He, he may look more like what we've seen the past two weeks. And the guy we saw the first two weeks of, of him playing. I, I think we were a little too quick to anoint him in all honesty kind of like we were with DJU. And now maybe that was because the 2022 class wasn't that good. We didn't know that much about Bryce Young. So like coming into the season, we were all like, well, well, DJ used the easy QB one in the season. And then look what happened. The more I've looked at Caleb Williams, the more I've kind of like, yeah, maybe he's not quite, I don't know that he deserves the number one spot. I don't think he's quite as good as we've been talking about him being as like the, the slots locked in QB one, top five pick or first round pick in C2C drafts next year. I think that we should probably look a little bit deeper at him and have a little bit more questions. Let me say this about the game plan between Texas and Baylor for, uh, for Oklahoma. It was largely the same. Um, Caleb Williams was not really used in the running game and he got a lot of one-on-one situations deep and he connected with those against Texas. They did the same thing against Baylor. He just wasn't, he just wasn't connecting. Um, and that's a Lincoln Riley problem because he is Caleb Williams strength is running the football. And it seems like he's getting more runs um, as uh, when plays break down, as opposed to design runs. And I just think it really helps your quarterback get into a rhythm, especially this player who's an excellent runner. If he is used more intentionally in the running game, especially early on, especially early on. So, all right, we will see where Matt Bruning has Caleb Williams ranked. Um, I guess uh, when we update the rankings on the website, he, he's, got, he's got him 110th. I have him up here now. <laughs> Just like Mario Williams. Just like Mario Williams. <laughs> Just like Mario Williams, who, who after that game uh, uh, before the bye, didn't, I don't think Mario Williams recorded a catch against Baylor. So we are getting down here to the wire uh, on Austin and I's bet. All right. One player who we need to consider where we have him ranked is um, the new quarterback at Texas Tech. Now, before we get into that, uh, Texas Tech did something rather unusual and hired a coach midseason. Joey McGuire uh, um, hired uh, uh, from Baylor, um, and McGuire is said to be a former legendary high school football coach there in, in Texas, I believe. And so that's something that matters. But... Austin, I mean, this is, it's, I don't know that this is getting a lot of attention, but it's very innovative for a team to go ahead and appoint their head guy. And not only, it's not like they elevated an assistant, they went and got someone 
from another school and hired him as their head coach. Yeah, I think uh, the stars kind of had to align for this to happen. I mean, if you're LSU, there's no sense in doing this because you basically have your pick of what's out there in the offseason. Same for you know USC, uh, just kind of naming jobs that are open this offseason. Florida might be to, might be open. It probably doesn't apply to them. But to smaller schools like this, I don't know why you wouldn't be looking for little edges. I mean, Western Kentucky, they brought up a whole freaking team from Houston Baptist. They brought a staff. They brought a quarterback. They brought their receivers. Like They, they brought everything up uh, thinking the system would translate and surprise, surprise. It did. Uh, for for a Texas Tech team that they basically said okay like we're we're going to be priced out of the high end coaching market you know we are we are the last domino in the coaching carousel so let's kind of make our own luck here they went out and got a guy who's an assistant at another coach in Texas and knows Texas recruiting so well they've already gotten four recruits since he flipped there like a week and a half two weeks including ago. one from Baylor yeah that he came from yeah I mean and it's has DJ Allen committed anywhere yet? It's rumored that DJ Allen, who Matt and I love, he's one of the top 20 receivers or so in this class, is flipping there. I mean, he um, he hasn't committed there yet, but he was very excited about announcing on Twitter yeah. he got an offer from him. He literally decommitted and then like 12 hours later was like, I just yeah. got an offer from Texas Tech. Like it doesn't yeah. take a genius to put those two to, I mean, so I, I think in certain situations for these schools that, you know, you're never going to be hanging with the big boys. I don't know why this wouldn't be more of a thing. I, I, I think it just, it makes sense. And especially down there in Texas where, you know, knowing the landscape and kind of where to find some of these kids, because there's so many of them is, yeah. is a huge advantage. Well, you mentioned DJ Allen. Austin, there is a reason why a wide receiver might want to go to Texas Tech uh, and play. And I think that that's um, this this quarterback, Donovan Smith, posted some, thing, some clips of his game against Iowa State. Donovan Smith is a second-year freshman player. He was an at, designated as, as an athlete, as playing quarterback there. I think we talked a, a lot more about Graham, uh, excuse me, Baron Morton, then we said anything about Donovan Smith. Smith is a 6'4", 230, somewhere in there, and just showed really, really good poise. He made a variety of throws, um, being taken off of his spot, throwing on the run, throwing to the seam, throwing to the opposite hash, throwing deep along the sideline, deep along the middle. I mean, and and he ran the ball, ball effectively, was very efficient in the running game for all of the uh, spreadsheet simps out there where that matters. Um, he... I'm very excited about this player. He he's gotten he started against Iowa State, but has gotten some time and has been good pretty much in every single showing. Austin, I mean, am I wrong here to be excited about this guy? I I love him, and I I mean they have pieces there, Matt. I mean, I know you, DJ Allen is like your guy. I he's 100% yours as you know and Miles Price you've been talking about too right another kid there I mean so they've got the pieces yeah. there yeah I, I like Miles Price I think he could be what uh Eric Ezukanma is this year I think Miles Price could do that and if Donovan, Donovan Smith can take that step forward like you two have talked about I think he's going to be a guy a lot of people will be talking about next year there's no reason to think that he can't be you know I these guys are like the same class as him so it's kind of but like you know Tyler Van Dyke 
you presumed right. dead, presumed a guy was going to usurp him because he's a higher rated recruit, although Van Dyke was was certainly higher in his own right. And Anthony Richardson, I mean, these are guys that you know were usurped. We kind of left them for dead. And and now they're back. I mean, I think because of this situation here with the coaching staff coming in, Baron Morton is dead there. Mm-hmm. Unless unless Smith gets hurt, he's not taking that job. That job is going to be Smith's, or they get to this offseason, they reevaluate it and they bring somebody new in. Like those are the, the scenarios. So if you've got Baron Morton, sell him or hope he transfers somewhere. Just very mature player. If you have any claims left in your leagues, I you have to pick up Donovan Smith. You have to have to go pick up Donovan Smith. You can go to my Twitter page at Sharp Review. I posted some things about him there. All right. Um, one more question before we get into housekeeping. It is Wednesday night, as we always go live on Wednesday night. Maction is live. Lou Nichols uh, from uh, Central Michigan is playing. He has gone over 200 yards in at least two touchdowns now in two straight games. Matt Bruning, how high should C2C players consider taking Lou Nichols come 2022 supplemental drafts or if there are startups? How high should you get this player who might be considered by most to be some as a uh, late season college producer and not necessarily an NFL guy? Oh, so. Startups, I think, is the more interesting question because I imagine he's probably rostered in most leagues. If you are allowed waivers, obviously the three of us play in a league where you can't pick anybody up through the season. So I don't know that he got drafted last year. I don't know, Austin, you probably wouldn't know off the top of your head if he has any ADP listed in our our ADP system, do you? If Nichols was even drafted. Oh yeah, he was drafted. I would have to pull okay. it up, but um, he uh, late, and I think he got a huge boost because Kobe Lewis got hurt before. I mean, I, I don't right. think he should have been going super early, but it certainly has helped him. So with what with the way that he's played here the past couple weeks, and obviously we've talked a lot about how much that matters for Maxion. He's actually been pretty good all season. Like I've have him in one of uh, I think in one of Travis May's league that I'm in with him, a CFF league I've had, and he's I think averaging like 20 plus points. He's been one of my mainstays, and I know I I drafted him late because I drafted him as like one of my flex starters, not realizing he was going to to be good. I think at that point he's probably eight to ten. Round is where I'd probably go for if you can. I don't even know if you could get him that late because that's where I would. We've talked before. I think that's what I'd be. Fe- I'd feel comfortable to start attacking like CFF guys. I don't know that he has an NFL future yet. I haven't had a chance to watch him much outside of the just watching the games live uh, when they're playing on the the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. Uh, but yeah, I think I'd, I'd feel comfortable going as early as the eighth round. At that point, I think a lot of the guys that Devi wise, I probably are already done with. So I'm reaching for some CFF guys to help produce on my uh, my college rosters. I, I agree with that around the tenth round. However, there there is Kobe Lewis, and Austin already already hit the nail on the head with that one. That is what I'm worried about, but because that backfield has always has generally been split between two players. However, he, I mean. He's putting up some monster numbers, and I'll say this: I mean, he has the requisite size. He could be an NFL an NFL player. I mean, I, I if we're going to consider Bryant Kobach, who is potentially an NFL player, I think that Kobe, or excuse me, Lou Nichols could all. And he's a second year freshman. He still has a ton of eligibility left, and he's going to if he's going to be this productive, if he is going to be this productive, then he's going to attract 
uh, NFL scouts attention. And maybe, you know, if he stays around for four years, maybe he gets a senior bowl in, invite. And we're talking about him uh, in, in a couple of years. All right, Austin, let me throw it to you for housekeeping. And I did just want to comment, like I'm looking through how our ADP ended up at the end of August there. And just looking at who the top 50 running backs by ADP are, um, like there, there are maybe two or three players in the top 50 that were just like presumed college only guys. So, I mean, I think, I think there will be some adjustments this off season to that, but I, I mean, I think that there's a, a chance that he's going, I mean, just looking at some of these guys that went in the top 50, I, I, I would presume he'll go in the, in that range somewhere. Well, really quick before you get to that, because I want to point out you guys were just talking about Kobe Lewis. So I pulled up our rankings really quick. Nobody has Kobe Lewis like close to two two nickels. It's like almost completely split in half. Most everybody has nickels in the 60s to 80 range and Kobe Lewis is in the 120 range. So, I mean, all of us are pretty bought in on nickels still being the guy for them. I'd have to look and see how their staff likes to split carries or if they like to split carries. Like it might've just been a case of, you know, we've got two guys, let's run them. Cause it wasn't, it was Lewis in his entirety. And then Nichols came up last year and, and kind of honed in there on his touches, but enough about that. Enough about Lou Nichols <laughs> killing me in one of my semifinals here tonight, like a jerk uh, housekeeping guys. If you are not subscribed to the YouTube page, what are you doing with your life? You bottom sucking scum. No, I was just told to yell at you. I, that might have been too far. I apologize, everybody. That I'm, was I'm, too far. I'm pointing at the camera. And if you're listening to this on podcast form, yeah, guys, go go subscribe to the YouTube page. Not only does this show go up on there, uh, but our two live shows on Saturdays, Saturday morning, tailgate, uh, get you ready for the day, breaks down all the games, start sits, all that kind of stuff. Uh, at night, we do go coast to coast, and we kind of uh, – re- uh, review everything that happened during the day we've also got lots of other videos matt and i have done a couple of 20 it's, it's freshman season guys everyone's talking about these 2022 freshmen we've already done a couple of videos on that more of them coming uh we've got fantasy football roundtable videos on there uh all sorts of different stuff so go check that out five star rate and review guys we felix what's the last time we got a rate and review on the show matt when is uh, <laughs> shane hallam gave us one you know in the last week or so but before that it was like 2019 so um you know i don't know maybe maybe nobody likes the show you bottom scum snock go rate and review the show do it now do it give us five stars do it now (laughs) give us five stars give us rate and review it's the least you can do correct correct go do that technically tristan cook was the last one (laughs) literally on monday gave us a review I knew I liked that guy. Thank you, Tristan. So, yeah, the last one was July 8th, to give you, like, an exact answer. July 8th of 2021, because I'm pretty sure we weren't on air in in 2019, even though it feels like it at times. But, no, the last one was July 8th. COVID just added a few years to everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so go do that, guys. Prize picks, if you have not signed up, guys, we're going to be doing some giveaways related to prize picks. Uh for those that don't know, it is basically player props. It's a really fun website, guys. I'm not just saying this. Like I, I've used Monkey Knife Fight. I, I've used you know some of these other ones that are out there. Uh, Prize Picks is by far my favorite. I think the lines are a little more fun to play around with, um, and I think you know you can increase the risk and win some more money 
um, so which I think is a, a lot of fun as well. So sign up on Prize Picks. Use promo code C2C. That gets you an initial uh, deposit match up to 100 bucks. And if you deposit at least 20 bucks, you get a free year here at Campus to Canton with us, which is usually $29.99. So you're getting yourself a heck of a bargain there. And then hop in the Discord as well, guys. Uh, members of our site are in there. We talk all sorts of different stuff all the time. Recruits, DFS, betting. Um, do it just nerd. We have a nerd channel. All, all the the spreadsheet simps, as Felix calls them, are in there. So come in, check everything out. We have a lot of fun. Talk a lot of football. Do it. I'm gonna be honest. I am terrified about what's gonna happen next on this show, because for those listening, Matt Burning is playing hurt today. He is tired. In fairness, Matt gets up gets up very early, and he's tired. And for some, and somebody picked for uh, Matt to be in character today when for you know when he's he's playing hurt. So I don't know if Judge Devereaux is going to make an appearance, but we have fantasy court, and so maybe we get a very sleepy Southern Judge Devereaux. Judge, I turn it over. To you. For many years, injustices have been forced upon the unknowing in the fantasy community. Players have been taken advantage of. Shitty trades have been offered. Rule changes in the middle of the season. Accidental trades. Wrongful drops and pickups. Wasting all their time on the clock all out tanking. However, those injustices will stand no longer as Fantasy Court now stands in session. Meet the defendant, Felix H. Sharp II, Fantasy Lawyer by Night, Zach Wilson Hype Man at all times. Meet the plaintiff, Austin Nance, Tax lawyer by day and fantasy lawyer during this segment. Wine consumer and seltzer hater. As they present cases to the Honorable Judge Matthew Deborah Brady, esteemed judge of all matters fantasy. The players are real. The arguments are tense. This game is a matter of life and death. Welcome to Fantasy Court. The Honorable Judge Matthew Jeffrey Brody resides. I love go, ahead, muted. Go, go, go ahead, Judge. You, uh, it's your courtroom. Oh man, I gotta get, I had to get in character really quick. I was laughing too hard. I couldn't find my stuff, guys. I apologize. The finger guns. All right, here we go. Ah oh, man, this is gonna be horrible. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. 
Welcome to Fantasy Court. It is now in session. Gentlemen, how are we doing on this fine, fine morning? Very good, Your Honor. Yes, very good. Yes, very good. Very good, Judge. Well, my goodness. Uh, please don't sound so surprised and happy to be in my honorable presence. Please, please, please. All right. For our first case number, docket 1009929, we are talking about waivers in campus to Canton leagues. Yes, Your Honor. That's that's right, Your Honor. Mr. Sharp, that's right, I don't actually know your title, but please, the floor is yours. Well, Judge, uh, as we as you mentioned, we're talking about waivers to Cant- campus to Canton leagues, and the question for the court is really is um, what should be the standard format for handling waivers? Should there be no waivers at all, or should there be some limited amount of waivers or waivers during a certain uh, week of the season, et cetera? Your Honor, my position is, is that in campus to Canton leagues on the college side, your rosters are already deep enough to handle injuries, suspensions, what have you. And so there should be the standard across all campus to Canton leagues is that there should be no waivers at all, Judge. No waivers as, at, at all because, for one, it gives campus to Canton players less things to think about during the season. And for two, it makes those supplemental draft picks that more valuable. If the if if the the waiver uh, wire is rated during the season, that just makes that supplemental draft l- less interesting, Judge. And we and and those picks are more valuable. You could be a lot of movement when you have a player like Brandon Thomas or Donovan Smith on the waiver wire, and they're sitting there, and you know you want to take them in a draft. But but if if we leave it to Fab or if we leave it to we have waivers during the season. Oftentimes, Judge, there are players aren't, that are not paying attention or you just get that player because you had fab left over and a player has emerged late. So, for Judge, for that reason, for that reason, I think the rosters are deep enough. There should be no waivers. That should be the standard. I'm looking for a ruling from the court that that be the standard across campus of Canton leagues, that there are no waivers on the college side during the season, Judge. Bless your heart, Mr. Shop. <laughs> That's all hat, no cattle, my friend. All hat, no <laughs> cattle. <laughs> Mr. Is that Deets, a phrase? Is that a phrase? Oh, by golly, dadgummit, it sure is, Mr. Deeds. Please. I learned something new every day in your courtroom, Your Honor. I I, I, I can only address uh, Mr. Sharp so much, um, but there are a few points here which I which I think I can refute. Um, uh, I think the first one is saying that in a normal 12-team league, you have Typically, you have 45-man rosters. Mr. Sharp contends that this is enough to get you through injuries, suspensions, and what have you. Your Honor, I have seen several of Mr. Sharp's teams, and that is certainly not enough players to get you through buys and suspensions and what have you. It is it is not enough. Beyond that, though, what, what, he, what opposing counsel suggests here is a problem. It is chaos. It is rewarding the lucky manager as much as it rewards those with the best scouting chops. It just does. It deters those that face hardship early in the season from remaining in the title race and, in my opinion, is a sub-optimal way to run a fantasy league. If you're out of it by week four, it, it is 
common knowledge, common sense that you you don't trade, you don't check in with your team as much. Uh, these, these are things that are not good for the integrity of a league. So what do I suggest? What do I suggest? Well, the default, as I said, 12-team, 45-man rosters. Let's say the default should be four waiver additions to be used during the season. You can use these claims at any time throughout the year, not designated weeks. This gives managers flexibility. It helps them maintain the value of future picks, which Mr. Sharp seemed to be so concerned about, even though he squanders his uh, all the time. And it also rewards managers who are diligent and identify breakouts early instead of cramming for weeks four and eight, like I know some leagues currently do. So that is my proposal, Your Honor, to open the waivers up. You, every team gets four, and you let everybody fight on from there. Man, that is just an amazing, amazing proposal. It reminds me of sitting out at the pasture, just staring out over the beautiful cattle, beautiful sunrise up on the prairie. <sighs> My goodness, Mr. Mister Dietz, I, I rule in favor of Austin. Felix, as I mentioned. This is a crooked court, Your Honor. Oh, this is a crooked, no is a cattle. crooked court. I'm fixing to kick oh. you out, sir. You do not speak up in my court unless addressed, unless asked. Case apologize, Your Honor. Thank you, Your I Honor. Apologize. Damn straight. Damn you straight. Have... I will I will demand respect in my courtroom. Trading CFF producers etiquette. Mr. Dietz, I will let you go first on this. Please present your case to the Honorable Judge. Your Honor, I don't have much to speak on in this particular matter. I, I am not nearly as passionate about about uh, this topic as I was about the first, but but this client pays me money as well, so I am here in front of you regardless. Etiquette for trading CFF producers should be very, very simple, everybody. You tell the league that you want to sell somebody who is in there. I think well, that's the first on your honor. I'm sorry. I want to back up a little bit. I think first off for this, we need to define what a CFF producer is. I think in this scenario, we are defining it. Uh, and I think opposing counsel will agree to this definition as a player who has used up all of their eligibility. They are in their final year and they most likely present little to no future NFL value. They will probably go undrafted or, or late day three in the NFL draft. So that is what we mean by CFF producers. The way to handle trading CFF producers, guys, you tell your league mates in the group chat, hello, everybody, I would like to sell player X. I would like to sell Devin Tompkins. We will give this, this player a name just for argument's sake here. Devin Tompkins is a wide receiver at Utah State. He is explosive, but very, very tiny uh, and, and plays at a small school. He will probably not be drafted. You tell everybody, you have three days. I will take the best offer because a bad offer is better than no offer and letting that player die on your bench. So my proposal is shop the player, let everybody know is available, set a time limit, best offer wins it. I did that many, many times this year and came away satisfied with the return that I received. Very, very interesting arguments here, Mr. Shutter. You're not Mr. Sharp, you're Mr. Deeds. Mr. Sharp is taking a leave of absence, mostly because he is, I believe, a very crooked individual. In fact, I believe if he swallowed a nail, he'd spit up a corkscrew. So while we're waiting on Where Mr. Sharp. getting these sayings from right now? 
Sir, this is from Everything is Bigger and Better in Texas. Apparently, I'm Would sorry. you like some more? He is also more twist you have some? than a pretzel yeah. factory. Oh, oh, oh. They're coming all day. He's more slippery than a pocket full of pudding. Your He's Honor, you say that you say that you don't onion. like you don't you don't enjoy your position, but I secretly think you do. I you love don't. my job. <laughs> it's the greatest. Bless my heart. I don't, I don't know if we should keep going, and I don't I don't I'm, know what else. I'm about to get a default judgment. That's pretty cool. I think so. I think so. Just trying to think of one. Uh, well, looks like since Mr. Chop cannot return back to to court, might as well because he can't dance, never could sing, and it's too wet to ply. Sir Dietz, you win ruling two as well. Oh, clean sweep today. Whew. Whew. We'll let him. Uh, we'll let him chime in when he gets back. Uh, what, Your Honor? What is your? I mean, are you just happy to get anything for a, a CFF only guy? At the end of their career, you know, week eight. Yeah. I mean, so what I try to do typically, and I did it. Oh, there we go. He's Sorry. alive. The fly is yours. Shop. All gurgle and no guts, please. Proceed. <laughs> uh, uh, judge, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't know that there is a wrong position for the court to take here, but when trading for uh, college football producers, I mean, it's one of the most – um, prudent things a, a team owner can do in in uh, on the college side of their campus to Canton leagues, uh, get, getting rid of those players for either supplemental picks or freshmen who have not yet um, produced yet. Marvin Harrison, one of those players that traded for recently, Judge, have traded college producers. Jareth Stearns trading for him, trading for uh, Bailey Zapp, Zappi, who may be more than just a college producer, Judge. So I'll be honest. I don't think that there is a wrong position that the court could take uh, on this issue, Your Honor. Not quite the argument that I thought you were going to come. I thought, you know, Mr. Shop usually could could start a fight in an empty house. I was uh, I was expecting a little bit more. I'm not going to lie, sir. <laughs> you know, that being said, I wish you just talked with these sayings regularly. <laughs> He may not be a chicken, but he has his hen house ways. I'm going to give the win still again to Mr. Deeds. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I think that – does that conclude fantasy court, Judge? I mean, you, you have to it does, adjourn. Sir. It does. Court is adjourned. Thank you. I, I, next time, you will be reprimanded. And I don't really remember the words because I've had a little bit too much of mama's tea. And it's not just tea in the tea. So, Mr. Shaw, next time, be more respectful when you enter my courtroom. Good day, uh, sir. Uh, thank you, Your Honor. It, held in contempt is the, the phrase you're looking for, your judge. Um, anything else that we need to cover, guys, before we get out of here? Hey, Felix. Yeah. You like Donovan Smith? I do like Donovan Smith. Guess who I, has him in the Debbie Debate Listener League? I mean... It's probably because you used all of your claims and I used none of my. Yeah. I don't even know what the rules are in, the, in that league. I probably. Claims, I, believe. I don't know. It's unlimited? I don't know. It's FOB. It's FOB. That's I saw there's, Austin there's made zero dollar, of, Yeah. If there are $0 bids and that's unlimited claims. Yeah. I mean, he. I saw he went up like I, I posted that list of players to pick up and I saw he went picked up like Kanata Mumfield. Uh, oh, no. 
It's he Keontae, picked up like all, all of my what? It's Keontae. I heard Is him say really? his name himself. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I thought it was Keontae. It's like uh, not even spelled close to that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, yeah, that's his mom. So yeah, he, he yeah. went and picked up like all my guys. I went in there the other day. I was like, oh, son of a bitch. Okay. I had Mumfield before you talked about him for the record. Sorry, I just had to get that out in the open before. No, no, you're good. Before we before we moved on for the end of the show. All right. I just wish that. I, do you know Daniel? You know Daniel. I just wish that uh, Felix would have brought more there at the end. You know his argument there on the last one was drier than a popcorn fart. So same. That's another another <laughs> Texas quit. thing. So <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> and we are out. That's going to do it for us. Uh, be sure to check out all of the content around the campus, the Canton family, including the podcast channel and the website. All of our articles. But apologies to Kirk Herbstreit. We ran out of time. We will get him rescheduled soon. For Matt Bruning and Austin Nace, I'm Felix Sharp. Good night and good luck. Yeah, I the I had to, the babies were crying. Nah, you're, you're good. We were just messing with you. We were we were stalling as long as we could. I was like, <laughs> I, didn't, I was like, I gotta go in there. So, so uh, I'm watching this Central Michigan Ball State game, and it is pouring down raining. It reminds me so. You know, in Michigan, you're playing in, in Michigan in wintertime. When you leave work at five o'clock, it's pitch black outside. And uh, the, the weather starts to turn, you know, that way in, you know, late October, November. And I can remember one time being on Jay-Z, a JV, I was talking to Torian. All of our friends, I got elevated to varsity. And it was like me, him, and like one other guy on JV. And we were down to a team at home. It was raining just like it's raining in this game. It was halftime. We were probably down by like 25 points. And I remember looking at Tori and like, man, I just want to go. <laughs> I just want to go. <laughs> I don't even want to play the second half. <laughs> play the second half. I just want to go home. And that is the type of weather, you know, just downpour, um, ugly, nasty game. That's what that is what. How do you think I feel? I don't believe in wearing hats or long sleeves while I'm playing. <laughs> well, playing sock. Playing yeah. sock. We're having... Oh, really? I always uh, had long sleeve jerseys, even in the middle of I, summer when it gets 100 plus outside. I always had long sleeves. I actually long didn't either, but it's because my, I would wear, um, you know, very uh, you know, Under Armour or whatever underneath my pads, yeah. but I didn't wear anything on my arms. And I wore socks, but I didn't wear, you know, stuff on my arms. I just didn't. My arms didn't feel like cold. Like as long as my chest was warm and I was running, I'd be fine. But um, just gloves, so, baby. Just gloves. My little fingies get warm or get cold. <laughs> In college, we would practice late enough into the year where it would be like literally snowstorm, especially in the playoffs. It would be literally snowstorms um, when we were practicing. We would have to switch. We'd have to switch the field that we were practicing on because of you know the, the our practice field was all beat up in the year. And I remember there was this one time where it was it wasn't a it was like an actual it was like a blizzard, and we still had to do uh, well, we're gonna we're gonna do a thirty minute walkthrough or whatever it was anyway. Like you couldn't even see in front of your face. Like it was stupid for us to be practicing. I remember having on two hoodies. I had on, I was like, fuck, I had on actual winter gloves. 
and I probably had on like three or four pairs of socks. And um, I remember my helmet didn't even fit on because I was wearing my hoodies. I wasn't going to take the hoodies off. And so my face mask was probably up here somewhere, but I was on scout team. So, you know, just a practice dummy anyway. And um, yeah, couldn't see, couldn't see two inches in front of your face with, uh, you know, some 300 pound lineman coming to block you on a screen in the middle of a blizzard. Matt, you didn't put the show on uh, our, our Twitter pages today. Me and yeah, Austin's. I, I don't have you yours. It, is on, it was on Austin's. I don't have yours on. Uh, we re, When we redid everything, you never added your stuff back in there. So I don't have yours on no. there. It's not on Austin. Is it on Austin? Are yours, Austin? It mm-hmm. was, yeah. No. It was. Mm-hmm. I did it on Austin, mine, and Camps to Cantons. Okay. You got to remember, Twitter does their stuff different now. It's uh, It's not like it was used to. Like when people would go in and they could comment, all that stuff pops up. It's not like that anymore. It's straight through Periscope or whatever. It's it's all weird. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, about that time of year where we can do, um, well, guests and talking about breakouts for 2022. That's something I've been doing is like looking at, but I, it's hard to find players that no one else is talking about. That's what's tough now. Devin I mean, Smith, baby. Debbie debate favorite. I hear more crying. I'm trying to see what Khalil Pimpleton has done. Oh, man. Yeah, I just didn't have time to find that stuff. I thought I had it over here in my little office area, and I didn't. I have my hat, but I can't put my hat on with my headphones. I maintain. I maintain. Look stupid. So I mean, I maintain that the um, he has thirty-two carries for two hundred nineteen yards and three touchdowns. I maintain that that the uh, that those face swap things don't work. I thought they worked. I think they're pretty funny. I, th- I mean, it's still funny. It's funny, but I don't think it works. It just looks like – that looked like Terry Crew. It's still funny, though. The Judge Judy thing was 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 definitely funny. Ooh, Senior Bowl got, got a new batch of acceptances out. Just now? Yeah, it doesn't look like it's offensive players, though. Yeah. But yeah, so to answer your Austin or to answer your Austin question, to answer your question, Austin, I've got like 70 sayings written down that just like whenever we go, I have like a whole notepad saved in my phone now. I was like, if we ever go back, I've just got like a whole list of things to go to now. That's amazing. That's so funny. So what's all all hat no cattle? Is that oh, that's a, that means you're all, that no means you're all talk a, yeah. no follow through. All talk no follow through. You never heard that expression before? No, never heard I, that. Oh, I've never lived south Austin of the Mason-Dixon line. Austin's an elitist. Yeah, I've got a whole bunch. Can't remember where the one was. There was one that like I really wanted to say, but I couldn't. Uh, like it just didn't fit in with what we were talking about. 
Is that game over? That game's not over. Or is it in the what delay? I don't know. I need more points. It's over. It's final. Oh, it is final? Dang, that fourth uh-huh. quarter went by fast. Pimpleton went seven for 144 and one. Yeah, I see it. I see it. He's he he's only got ten points on fan track, so hopefully they 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 have him as five for sixty-seven. So I got Khalil. So I'm actually starting Miles Price. Oh yeah, Austin. That's well. So I got Downs and Pimpleton. They're my two starting wide receivers, and I always mess up with the third. So I've got, and I've got, um, I've got a uh, Taylor. Uh, Austin, this is why I was calling you yesterday, or yeah, yesterday to see who you thought I should start. So I've got Taylor Morin, the mm-hmm. redshirt freshman from Wake Forest, and I have, and Sam Sam Hartman is my quarterback. So that would be, you know, stack yeah. a, a stack. I picked up. I picked up Miles Price. I have this dude Patterson from Rice. Do you know anything about him? Not particularly, no. He's been like all of these guys are the same. So he scored he he scored 23 at Western Kentucky last week. 8 13 6 6. I mean, that's like the range of scoring that I'm looking for this third wide receiver. Um and I oh then this is the other option. Well, Mike Woods. I got Mike Woods here. They're playing Iowa State. And then this guy would be the starter except for his opponent. Um, Malik Jackson from Louisiana Monroe. He is listed as a wide receiver, but he is playing running back. He at last against Arkansas State, who is like running back gold. He had 22 carries for 66, 166 yards and two touchdowns in one of his first games um, as a running back. So he played running back. He had 31 points, but he's playing LSU this week. Ugh. Yeah, I wouldn't so, do that. The game script is going to be awful, let alone. So it's like if I make it past this week, he's somebody that I can plug in. So that's why. So I'm looking at for this third. I'm looking at Mike Woods, Price, Miles Price. I mean, Texas, who's Texas Tech play this week? Texas Tech plays um, uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Yeah, they play Oklahoma State. Yeah, Oklahoma State, eight p.m. So, Price had a big week last week. He did, but he's a yeah. He did, and they've got Smith in there now, and it is at home. Is it at home? Yeah, it's at home, which I like that. So, yeah, oh, my baby girl is crying. So, uh, is Price who you all would go with? Probably, yeah. That's who yeah. I've got in there. Yeah. If I had been paying attention in this league, I could have had Carson Steele. I could have had, I mean, any number of running backs to kind of bolster, to make this team really, really good. Because my wide receivers are good. I just, and my, I mean, my running backs are fine. I got Kai Thomas and Jay Sean Corbin, who are fine for a 
50 team CFF league, but I could have had, you know, a real dominant team. Well, Miles Price, it is then. Oh, man. I get to work from home tomorrow. Excited. I have two more days left. Two more. Two more days left. Vernon, what are you what are you snickering at? I, I forgot some of these sayings that I had written down. Oh. I was just going back through and reading them. Like there was one that's perfect for you, but it didn't work in this. And like he broke his arm patting himself on the back. I'd like to buy him for what he's worth and sell him for what he thinks he'll bring in. There's just a couple of uh, there's a bunch of really good ones that I had. Hmm. Uh, oh man. Well, I can let everybody go. I mean, Felix, you've got yeah. upset children and Matt, you're tired. Intercepted by Eli Apple at the 25, and Apple will go to the ground at the 32, and that's it. Ohio State National Champions for the eighth time as they defeat Oregon 42 to 20. Here's Tua stepping back, loads up, looks long, throws, end zone, touchdown, touchdown Alabama, Devontae Smith, touchdown Alabama. And the Crimson Tide has once again ascended to the top of the college football mountain. Their fifth national championship in nine years. Their 17th overall. And for Watson takes a snap, rolls right, puts it in the end zone. Hunter Rimbo caught it! Touchdown! 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 With a second left, Watson hits Rimbo! And Clemson grabs a 34-31 lead and is one second away from the second national championship in school history. Hill, just in front of his end zone, has a man out there. It is Ranger, and he's off to the races. Nobody will catch him. Freshman. Made the adjustments in the second quarter. Dobbins again, more than 10 yards per carry. He'll add to that. Goodbye. Touchdown, Ohio State. From 52 yards. 